the Lord is doing a work in this last hour. How many would say amen to that? He's really, he's really working on us. When I was just a young child, I remember there was an elder preacher that would always say, whatever he's doing, I want to be in the big middle of it. I didn't really understand what that meant other than he just wanted to be in the middle of what God was trying to accomplish. Brother Massengale, I feel that way. I want to be in the middle of what God is trying to do. I'm going to turn your attention tonight to 2 Chronicles chapter 28. Honor our leadership. Thank you, Brother Barkus, for that tremendous and very clear introduction tonight. Applaud you and all of our ministry team. Thank you, Brother Henderson, for leading us in this praise and worship team. Don't we honor them for leading us in worship tonight? The Lord's been working on me lately. Um, you're going to get just a little bit of an outflow of my study where I've been in this, this place that God has been working on me, this divine connection between the heart and the mind. The heart and the mind. It is critical, ladies and gentlemen, that what finds a resting place in our heart and mind is based on the authority of Scripture. It's vital that what's in our mind is not based on the influences of this world, but rather from the kingdom of God. And while I would uh, love to work through an exhaustive amount of scripture on both the heart and the mind. Tonight, time will not allow. And uh, you would think that guy is really long-winded. And so we won't do that for your time. Let somebody say amen. amen. Praise God. Here's what I would say before we start reading. We have to guard our heart and our mind. We really do. We have to guard our heart and our mind. Regardless of our age, especially any young adults, students here, I want you to hear this. Modern philosophy cannot be allowed to shape our thinking. Don't we know that's true? You can't just repost every hashtag. Know, know the foundation of a thing before you jump on with it. Just because your best friend three states away thinks it's a good idea doesn't mean it is. Modern philosophy, modern agenda cannot be allowed to shape that. We must be extremely careful to ensure that what God plants in our heart cannot be choked out by humanistic reasoning. Amen? Second Chronicles 28, we're going to read verse 2 and 3 and then we'll jump down to 6. Then David the king he stood upon his feet and he said, Hear me, my brethren. As for me, I had in my heart to build a house of rest for the ark of the covenant of the Lord and for the footstool of our God and had made ready for the building. Watch this, but verse 3 says, But God said, But God said, Thou shalt not build a house for my name because thou hast been a man of war and has shed innocent blood. David said, I had it in my heart. And God said, you need to be more concerned with what I say than what you've come up with. 
Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for the foundation, the opportunity. We stand on the principles of your word. And as we share through your word tonight, I pray you'd make my tongue as the pen of a ready writer. I want to be able to speak with wisdom and clarity. I'm not speaking to impress anybody tonight except for you. I feel like you've deposited this in my spirit. I feel like it's critical for where we are in our country and in Indianapolis. We need to, we need to hear what your word would say on how we guard our heart and how we evaluate it according to your word from these key scriptures that we will evaluate tonight. So I pray that you would bless us, bless our time together in this study. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, amen. I'm not nor sure exactly what your normal process is. If you have your phone out, I'll just believe that you're taking notes. If you have your clippers out, I'll pray for whoever vacuums. But we want to <laughs> take a look at this here and understand what is happening even in a man who remembers let me say this statement and you finish it David was known as a man after God's own heart so isn't it amazing recognizing David said I had it in my heart to build a house and, and the Lord has to give a response it's great you had it brother Sleevy you had it in your heart but your actions deny your desire you know we can disqualify ourselves with our actions you ever met someone that you, you're able to recognize they're their own worst enemy? It's their actions that consistently trip them up. David was engaged here in bloodshed. And he said, because you're a man of war and you've shed blood, it's disqualified you. And there were other things in David's life. But my wants are always less than his word. Even good intentions become destructive when based on our wants rather than His Word. Yeah, but it feels right. Well, His Word says it's wrong. Yeah, but it, it feels, it feels. Uh, Brother Carson, you don't understand when we're together. It feels so wrong. Well, he thinks it looks so wrong. Because his word says it's wrong. If you're unequally yoked, it's wrong whether it feels right or not. Yeah, but I love the way I feel when I listen to that music. If his word disqualifies it, his word is always greater than my want. How many have found along the way that can be a jagged pill to swallow? What you put on, what you view, what you see, what we engage with. We have to always pass that back through the filter of what does His Word say. Verse 6 of that same chapter, chapter 28 of Second Chronicles there. And He said unto me, Solomon, thy son, he shall build a house and my courts. For I have chosen him to be my son and I'll be his father. Watch in verse 9 here. Jump down, look at this instruction here. Thou, Solomon, my son, know thou the God of thy father and serve him with a perfect heart and with a willing mind. With a perfect heart and with a willing mind. For the Lord searcheth all hearts 
and understandeth the imaginations of the thoughts. And the scripture is riddled with this, where it, it seems from our day, the way of our culture and the way that we would speak, it speaks of the heart and where thought would be. And we, we'll, we're going to process through some of this, okay? But the imagination of the thoughts, if thou seek him, he will be found of thee. But if thou forsake him, he will cast thee off forever. We know that along the way in the life of Solomon, he went from seeking God and seeking wisdom to becoming self-absorbed. And that was a dangerous thing in the life of Solomon. And we've got to make sure that we, this is a tough challenge for all of us. We've got to work to not take for granted the blessings of God and the favor of God. It's one thing to shout about it in public in the church setting, but there need to be private places in our home where every now and then we're just overcome when we are reminded, if it was not for the grace of God. Search my heart. Make sure there's nothing. Because I don't want to just be a public Pentecostal. I need to be a private Pentecostal as well. I have to be evaluated in that manner. Paul would write for us in... Romans in the New Testament, if you want to turn there, Romans chapter 8, verses 7 and 8, that a carnal mind is enmity against God. And a very strong statement here, but they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Let me tell you a little story as we get started here. My, my friend, they're coming in town tonight. I, I said last night in our forum that Brother Bounds is my closest friend. He he had this young couple in his church, a young lady that was pregnant. When they were doing the ultrasound, they had noticed a defect in the heart of the baby. And they had to go into the womb of the pregnant mother and perform heart surgery on this child. Devastating. So hard to imagine or comprehend. And I want to say this. I thank God for gifted surgeons I thank God for anyone in here that works in the medical field and you minister to people in that way. I say thank you to you in any manner. But this doctor, and you know we went in, and uh, Brother Bounds said that they went in and they were having this conversation and the ants were there. It was pre-COVID, you know, everyone was able to be there in the, in the hospital, in the waiting room. And, and the doctor came in and began to talk and they were concerned about the development of the child. And so as they began to talk about the child, they were saying about an ear canal that had not developed and a, and a part of the appendage that was not completely right. But the main issue that this doctor kept talking about was the heart. Well, this one aunt had focused in on an ear canal and on another piece. And the doctor, all that he kept talking about was the heart, the heart, the heart. Brother Healy, this was it. And finally, that aunt spoke up. But the bounce said, I'll never forget. She spoke up and said, all you're talking about is the heart. What about that ear canal? And what about... He said, the doctor stopped and looked back at her and said, if the heart's not right, nothing else matters. And isn't that true, ladies and gentlemen? When it comes to spiritual things, it is the perfect example. If my heart's not right, does it really matter how much talent? Does it matter how much ability? Does it matter how much money is in the account? If my heart's not right, but my attire is... If my heart's not right, pretty soon it's going to play out in my attitude. It's going to play out in the way I talk about people. I'll talk kind to a God I can't see, but ugly to people I can. I've got to make sure my heart is right. 
Psalm chapter 19, verse 14. Such a famous scripture, most of us could quote it. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation. That's right, the meditation of my heart be what? Acceptable in thy sight, O Lord. Yes, my strength and my Redeemer. Psalm 44, jump down a little bit. Verse 20 and 21. If we have forgotten the name of our God or stretched out our hands to a strange God, that's one thing we're not doing real well right now is identifying, we like to call them idols in the Old Testament, but we don't like to call some of today's devices idols. But I fear that we give some of today's devices more time than they gave idols of the Old Testament. And we've got to make sure that we do not worship those things. I can remember being in school years ago and, and, uh, and, 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 and what did Brother Mooney always call it? The, I, thought, I thought he called it the dumb tube or the idiot, idiot, bo idiot box. That's it. I had never heard that from Corntown, Illinois. I thought that's a pretty good statement. But we've got to be careful what we set before us here. What's it go on in verse 21 and say, Shall not God search this out? For he knoweth the secrets of the heart. Your youth pastor might not know. God knows. Your spouse might not even know. God knows. He is aware. Psalm chapter 51. Turn over a few pages. Psalm 51 verse 6. Behold, thou desirest truth where? In the inward parts. In the hidden part shalt thou make me to know wisdom. Create, verse 10, create in me a clean heart. God, renew a right spirit within me. Do you recognize in psychologically a lot of times people that are always irritable with other people is because they don't like themselves? It's the truth of it. Always frustrated, always have a bad mood, frustrated, irritable. If you don't have a good conversation with God, it can really affect your conversations with people. Especially people that try to live a double lifestyle. Come to church but don't live for God. Can't make up their mind on whether or not. Create in me a clean heart and make a right spirit within me. Verse 17, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. Oh God, thou will not despise. He said a heart of remorse, a heart that is sorrowful. The more time I spend in prayer, the more I want to be like him. You know what I have found that out? How many would just bear witness? The more time you spend in prayer, the harder it is to hold a grudge. The harder it is to stay mad at somebody. Somebody might say, I don't know, I'm still pretty mad. Well, when we pray through it a little bit, remember that old expression, pray through? Pray until it breaks? Ladies and gentlemen, we're praying. The reality about praying for this heart, this internal thing, is that we can fool a lot of people, but not God. And so we've got to get into that inner place where we get lost in prayer. I want, you, I want you to do that. I need to have a contrite spirit. I need to have a, a contrite. I need to be a sorrowful heart. If there's anything inside here that is keeping you from being pleased with me. Because if they slap me on the back but you're not happy. So I would tell you prayer for a clean heart 
is necessary. How many know this this statement to be true? A person that is self-serving can justify almost anything in their life. Almost anything. I must allow his word to light up every shadow of my heart. Getting lost in prayer, God will expose to us things we didn't even know we had going on. It is the truth. But when we become self-absorbed, I don't want to ask for any examples, but we know it happens. People become self-absorbed with jobs. Let's, let's just, with golf. Oh my, I felt the witness of the Spirit move through this house. Are you cutting the grass today? Mm. I am golfing today. I'm cutting some grass today. We can become self-absorbed with our own desires, the desires of our flesh. We can become absorbed with things that we want. And if we're not careful, we will measure them somehow in equality against the mandates of the Word of God. Prayer always drives us back to asking God to search that out. Turn over to Psalm 119. Let's just keep walking through the Psalms for a moment. Psalm 119, verses 9 through 11. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? How's he do it? Let's read that together. By by taking heed. There's got to be action. Involvement in the Word of God. That requires action on our part. Young man's got to Take heed according to thy word. Verse 9 says, Wherewithal shall a young man... Can I get any elder men in the house that would say, I still need it too? Uh-huh. I know we've been in church for a while, but we still need it. I got I to take heed according to his word. Verse 10, With my whole heart have I sought thee. Oh, let me not wander... From thy commandments. I'm sure it's been ministered on here over the last several years about this uh, wanderlust, this whole movement, this, this wandering. Folks, there are so many people that have wandered from the truth. Wandering from the truth is not a new thing. It's not. I said it last night, made a statement about an old pig in a new suit. The reality is, just because it's presented a different way, or it's cleaned up a little bit, and it's put, listen, even put under the umbrella of the love of God. We need to dig down into that and make sure, again, like a hashtag that's public to us right now, because so many have been on social media, when someone presents a philosophy or a doctrine or an ideology, we need to make sure that's been thoroughly vetted through the Word of God. With my whole heart I've sought thee, oh, let me not wander from thy commandments. There are still commandments. Absolute mandates from God. 
Any of you parents have commandments for your kids? Some of you kids know. I'm just going to tell you, I grew up getting whipped. <laughs> How many just be honest and, and you know it was probably whippings that got you this far? Just raise your hand, if nothing else, so that your kids will understand when you... There were certain things you didn't do. In my house, one thing you did not do was smart off to your mother. Oh, did you feel that witness of the Spirit? I've preached three times and didn't get that kind of response right there. And it was different when mom whipped you versus when dad whipped you. Oh man, it's, it's happening right now, isn't it? If dad was called in to whip you, dad didn't even have to be home. He didn't have to see the incident. I wanted a lawyer present when he got there. <laughs> Brother Titus, I needed somebody. I needed someone to plead my case. He didn't need to be there. He didn't need to know a part of it. And he didn't care how many times I said, but but dad, but dad, but dad, but dad. Nope. He could take his belt off with one hand. Because there were certain things that were commandments. The reality is there are certain things that nobody else will be around to see, but this cross we were singing about, does it break his heart? Does it break his heart when we so easily break commandments and mandates? That's why the psalmist went on in verse 11. He said, this is, this is how I try to keep myself from wandering. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Ladies and gentlemen, you're going to walk into environments on a regular basis where you're going to pick up things you have no desire to pick up. Let me flesh this out just a little bit. You're, you're going to walk into department stores once they start opening back up again. And it wasn't very long ago that they could not even play lyrics on that restaurant through that, through that speaker system there. They, they couldn't play lyrics. But now they will play the most foul lyrics in a public restaurant and you didn't tune it in. You didn't desire to hear it. You weren't looking for it. But because you went and took your family, I'll never, I was eating at a restaurant. I'll never forget this. I was eating at a restaurant. Had my, my wife and my kids with me. We were sitting in a, in a particular place there in the St. Louis area. And the music was just blaring. You ever been in a restaurant where the music is just blaring? And we couldn't hardly even talk. And all of a sudden, profanity. Some righteous indignation came on me. I saw the manager who had just greeted us go back by. And I said, hey, can I ask you a question? You guys market as a family restaurant. Is that right? I he said, yes, sir. I said, I recognize that this is going to sound a little odd possibly to you. But in our family, we don't curse. We try to hold Christian values. And we can barely have a conversation. And there was just profanity playing in the music that's coming through. You know what his words were? I don't even hear the songs anymore. I'm so sorry. We'll turn that down. I don't hear it anymore. And the truth is, overexposure. It's like a young person, if we're not careful, that'll say, well, I don't even hear cursing in that movie. That's not a good thing. I, I, I didn't even, oh, I didn't even notice. Was that inappropriate? I didn't even recognize. It doesn't even really bother me when I see two men. 
Ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking about examining the heart. If we become callous to things that should affect our spirit, here's, I guess, my question. If it affects their Holy Ghost, how does it not affect yours? Do, do something with me right now. Lift your hands across this house. And would you pray, God, help me to examine my heart and you examine my heart. Help me to guard my family. What we hear, what we watch, what we entertain. There's going to be things in public. God, we, we can't help. We, we, we just, we got to live and we're in society. But we can help what we intentionally set before us. In the name of Jesus, I feel a witness of the Holy Ghost right now. Praise God. There's not a mom or a dad in this room that if somebody busted through the door of your house and came in and walked in after your children, there's not a mother or father, I don't care how timid you are, there's not anyone in this house that would sit back passively, kicked back in the lazy boy, and let them just come in and take one of your babies. You would get up and you would fight with everything in you. You would pray and talk in tongues and swing at the same time. You'd do everything you have. So God forbid we let them carry a DVD into the room like what are you doing? I'm guarding their heart. I'm trying to guard their heart. And I'm trying to guard my own. We, we see a great example, I believe, in the New Testament. Mary, the mother of Jesus, when the shepherds come to share with the angel of the Lord, uh, what the angel of the Lord had said following, we've got Jesus had been born, and then we've got this period of time here. We have the shepherds that are coming. And they speak. And in Luke chapter 2, we see two different instances um, Pretty incredible, really, in Scripture, I think. Where in Luke 2.19 and in, and in Luke 2.51, both times the Bible does not say that Mary responds audibly. The Bible says she took those experiences and she tucked them into her heart. She hid them in there. And here's why. I think she cashed in on them later. I think she placed them in there for later down the road when she would need them. And here's, here's one of those examples. I believe that, that what she had seen in the life of her young child, and we don't have an incredible look at the early years of Jesus Christ and his humanity. We get a couple of glimpses. But the reality is that, that Mary, all of a sudden one day at that wedding in Cana, she says, they're, they're out of wine. Woman, it's not my time. When I was younger and I didn't realize that it was such a term of endearment, I thought, if I would have called my mom woman. Ooh, that would have been another one of those. My dad walking in the house. John, I got it. But what she had seen, what she had heard from the Lord, and then what she had seen and what she had experienced, it had been hidden in her heart. Here's my, my greatest way to make this applicable for you. Who in here, we, we said it on Sunday night, remembers, I know that you do, the miracles that have happened to you or the times that God has come through. There's individuals we're praying for right now. I heard, that, uh, I heard Sister Jordan mentioned earlier, battling cancer as well. God's able to take care of cancer in a moment. Let me tell you who are some profound proponents of that. Someone who has hidden in their heart from when God healed them from cancer. 
I'll never forget a lady by the name of Nancy who God healed her of cancer. She had a tumor. And God dried that tumor completely up. The doctors had said, here's what it is. And the great physician said, no, here's what it is. When people that had cancer after that point, nobody prayed like Nancy prayed for them. Because she had it hidden in her heart. He is able. I've seen him do it for me. And I know he's able to do it. And the, the furiosity even in her prayer. And people that did not, watch this, people that did not know about her healing might have even been a little astounded at the way she prayed. What is, what is she doing? Until people know the full circle of your testimony, don't worry about if they judge the way you act. I don't understand why they're so rambunctious. I don't understand why they, why they worship like that. Why? Calm down. If you knew the full circle of their testimony, for many of us, if people really knew what God brought us out of and what God had, had delivered us from, if some people knew the things that used to be in your heart, You know what I'm praying right now for our nation? The same thing you're praying? I'm praying God reach into some hearts and pull racism out. Reach into some hearts and minds and pull prejudice out. I don't just want to preach unity. I want to see unity. And in order for that to happen, we need, ladies and gentlemen, we need Indianapolis to have a good heart cleaning. I was going to put some images up here tonight about the protests and from the last of May and the, and the first of, uh, of June, and I decided we're not going to give any more honor to that. We're not going to applaud that. We're going to lift His Word over the images, and we're going to thank God that's what our... It, it was chaos, and it's begun to turn to peace, but if they could really feel the Prince of Peace, it would make the final difference in what they're after. That's what we've got to introduce them to. Matthew chapter 6, we're working here into the New Testament. Matthew 6, 19 through 24. I won't go much longer. Lay not up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and where thieves do not break through nor steal. What is this famous verse? For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Well, I'm taking that job because it's, it's 10,000 more a year. I, I'm glad you're going to be blessed. I want you to be blessed. But how did you feel when you prayed about it? I didn't have to pray about it. It was 10,000 more a year. How did your pastor feel? I didn't need to ask him. It was you might not have heard me. It was 10,000 more. Everything deserves to be filtered through prayer and through this word. Oh, Brother Carson, you don't understand. I do understand. Because that job that you make 10000 more a year, if it's a trap from the enemy and there's some little old girl that's working there that's going to try to ruin your entire family because she's been sent from hell, you'll wish you had prayed about it before you took the job. Come on, can I get a witness in the room? You know that's right. we got to pray about it we got to seek it because we're not trying to lay up treasures here on earth. And I, I think that if you really seek God, I believe in Scripture, that He will give you the desires of your heart. But that starts in prayer and seeking God. 
And that's where it comes into play here. Watch this very next. We always quote 21. We don't much get into 22. It's not near as popular. The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. Remember, I'm really talking about the heart and the mind in this connection. I'm focusing on the heart. This is important. We, we have to be so careful about what's placed before our eyes. I cannot overstress this. If thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. What is darkness? Scientifically, what is it defined? Darkness is the absence of light. Darkness is not a thing by itself. Darkness only exists when light doesn't. Think about that. We could turn every light off in this place. We could completely turn it down and let it go, let it go dark outside. And if I was right here and lit one single match, everybody in all the square footage of this sanctuary would be able to see that one little match. And while it might be dark everywhere else, this one light would be visible because darkness could not exist due to the reality there was not a complete absence of light. It might be darker, but not complete. And sometimes we feel overwhelmed. Nobody else in my job site works, uh, uh, dresses like this or lives like this. We can be the only ones at our schools. We can be the, and, and it goes on and on and on. Your job has never been to blend in with them. It's, ladies and gentlemen, that's what holiness is. It's so that in the dark environment, they can find their way to that one match that's there when everything else has been extinguished. And that's why we've got to guard what we let in our eye because if we're not careful... Remember that old song we sang when we were kids? Don't let Satan... You blow in your mask, you'll be able to tell whether your breath's good or not right now. <laughs> and we'll think, well, I'm not going to blow it out. No, but if you put Hollywood continually in front of your face, it will blow out that light because it will cause the whole body to be dark. No man, now watch this, here's this switch, he's working, with, he's working with money and he's talking to us about no man can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other or he will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. You can't serve God and money. What? Brother Carson, I thought you were talking about the heart. You're, ladies and gentlemen, it all flows out of the heart. He's either got our heart or he doesn't. Either money will have your heart or God will. Either your job will have your heart or God will. Either entertainment will. The primary thing is God has to have my heart. Matthew 5 verse 8 says, Blessed are the pure in heart. And this is what we want. For they shall see God. What did we just read? That if it comes in, it can take darkness through the eye and into the whole body. I cannot see God clearly if I cannot see past the entertainment of this world. So I need to have a pure heart. I want to be able to see God. Not just now, but I want to see Him in eternity. Matthew 12, jump over a handful of chapters there. O generation of vipers, how can ye being evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh. I don't know why everybody wants to gossip to me. I'll just leave that there. I just, the nervous chuckles make it. A good man out of the good treasure of the heart, verse 35, says, bringeth forth good things.
What's the parable of the sower in Matthew 13? Some fell among thorns and choked it. I want to start this ascent just a little bit for the sake of time here. And, and, and I, won't, I won't belabor. Those thorns, he, it's that person that hears the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches chokes the word and he becomes unfruitful. So here's the problem. Watch this. I walked into... My, my, my parents were at our house two years ago in St. Louis for Thanksgiving. They were there all day. I noticed around, uh, maybe you'll remember, around, around lunchtime, maybe around 1 o'clock even, my dad just kind of grew quiet a little bit. It's not really, he's, he's a quiet guy anyway, but he was real quiet. He's usually laughing with the family. We have a Cabela's not far from us, which is the will of God. And I, I, uh, I said, <laughs> I said, Dad, let's, let's go to Cabela's. He said, this, this is great, let's go. Brother Sleepy, he wasn't himself. He just wasn't himself. We got back to, the, back to the house and he sat down. And he had been keeping this a secret the whole time. But he had heartburn real bad. And he's, he's battled heartburn and some, some GERD issues, as so many have. Many in here probably have dealt with that. And, but he just, he just couldn't kick it. He couldn't get it to go away. He had eaten several tums. And he hadn't said anything but... But finally, he, he said, I, I'm afraid I'm having a heart attack. I'll never forget Thanksgiving Day, taking him to Mercy Hospital. And sure enough, my dad had had a heart attack several hours earlier and was putting it off. It's scary to ignore the signs, physically and spiritually. It's scary to ignore the signs. I'll never forget them having to put a stint in on Thanksgiving Day. That's a story I'm always going to have, right? Thanksgiving Day. And I thank God that he kept him and we didn't lose him to that heart attack. But I have this vivid memory of the doctor walking in the room. And I'm standing in the room with my dad. We had just had prayer. The surgery had gone great. And the doctor, though, wanted to talk to him. And the doctor looked down over him and began to talk to him about his heart. And here's what he said. Mr. Carson... It's time for you to take a lot more consideration about what you put inside yourself. And I said, I've never heard anybody talk to my dad like this. He whipped me several times. Do go on. Anyone that's ever been through any appointments like this, you understand. He started talking to him about bacon, cholesterol. He started talking about his diet. Somebody said that's an ugly word. It starts with die. My dad was one statement away from saying, just let me go. That doctor, he spent about, I bet he spent a solid 10 minutes instructing him on diet. And he said, because what we're dealing with, Mr. Carson, is not your heart. Your heart itself is pretty healthy. It's the arteries that come off of your health, uh, off of your heart. The health of those arteries is being destroyed because of what you're ingesting and what you're putting in. Your diet is so bad that your heart, while it's trying to pump blood to the rest of your body, it's not allowing proper blood flow and those arteries are being clogged up. The heart only works well if the arteries are good. Man. The reality is this. How, when I don't... Let me get you to tell on yourself. Does anybody get hangry? You get that fasting breath. 
early in, early in our marriage, she knows I'm going to tell it. Early in our marriage, I was fasting. I was trying to do this, this fast, right? And, and, um, and, and, and she didn't know that I was doing it. And I walked in, and I must have been edgy because I was hangry. And I walked in, and she said something. And I obviously kind of said, I don't care. Just whatever you want to do. I'll never forget my sweet little wife looking back at me and going, oh, you must be fasting. got me boy she got me I remember saying you might as well make me something to eat I've ruined it but how many know when you don't eat right you don't think right and ladies and gentlemen this is the truth here I need proper blood flow physically from here to here and I need the blood of Christ to make sure not only his word gets lodged in my heart but it gets to my mind because I've watched a lot of people in a powerful service hear the preached word of God and that seed finds its way into the heart and it tries to start growing but the problem is they let their own logic choke out what they can't walk in faith because they allowed what was planted in their heart to be destroyed by the logic of their own mind it matters stand with me stand with me be mindful of your time here Go to that fifth slide, if you will. Deep, deep heart assessment is humbling. It's humbling, but it's also life-saving. We cannot allow what God has planted in our hearts to be choked out because it cannot pass the logic test. Yeah, but it, it doesn't make sense. The foundation of who we are is built on faith. We don't need it to make sense for our science teachers. We don't need it to make sense for a philosophy professor. We don't need it to make sense for your boss. We don't need it to make sense for any unsaved love. I don't need it to make sense. It's hidden in my heart by the Word of God. I wonder if you wouldn't just lift your hands with me across the room. Would you extend your hands, but would you try just to lift your heart towards heaven? Mm. Mm. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in the room right now. Would you begin to pray in your own words, Search my heart, God. Search my heart, oh God. If there's anything in me that doesn't please you, mm. Why don't we sing a little something while we pray? I want us to pray all over the house for just a moment. I want us to solidify this teaching of the Word. Oh, yes. God, I want you to examine the innermost part. To be. to be like Him. Oh, yes, Lord. All through life's journey. All through life's journey. 
That's your prayer right now to be. To be like Let's sing it again with our hands lifted and our voices. Come on, lift it to the Lord to be. To be, be like Jesus. Oh, yes. To be like Jesus. the downs of life all through for a moment would you lift your voices all over this place and would you thank God for the power of his word thank you God for loving us enough to give us clear instruction thank you for loving us enough to let us be able to come into a church and hear songs about the blood to have a personal relationship with you where you will examine our heart where you'll examine our lives, oh God. We lay ourselves bare before you tonight, asking that you would make sure we're ready. Help us to stand on your word. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, would you clap your hands unto the Lord right now? If you want to throw this in the the doggy bag to go if you want to study a little scripture go back and read Acts chapter 2 and be reminded that while there were some who were mocking them when Peter got up and began preaching what was the transitional change for a mocking world the message of Jesus they were pricked in their heart oh it was something they hadn't felt Mm. it started with something they hadn't heard and it wasn't as impressive but when it was something they hadn't felt it did something and there was great revival given to the church God bless you thank you for being in the house of the Lord on this Wednesday night God bless your people keep your people safe as we travel I pray that your anointing would be upon us Keep us safe. Give us traveling mercies in the mighty name of Jesus Christ.